editing Adi here coming to you from the future. We had a little bit of a confusion and debate about the city that this takes place in. So I just wanted to clarify the continent is called Solis and we start our story in Macedonia. And we had one more boo-boo where we said that Poppy went to her own funeral <laughs> by mistake. It was a slip of the tongue. Sorry for the mistake. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, guys. My name is Adi. And I'm Kari. And we are the Treat Your Shelf podcast. First episode. Let's go, baby. Yeah. So uh, we decided to start this podcast because um, we are sisters and I'm the avid reader who reads like, you know, 20 plus books in a month. And I'm the one who doesn't read unless it's like a 300 page book and it's a one-off thing yeah she's more into the whole murder mystery thing and i'm more into the fantasy genre and like keeping up with trends that are on book talk and booktube <laughs> i don't know why i thought you were gonna go with keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> that's definitely not a book series <laughs> no that's that's definitely not so we decided to start with the blood and ash series actually before we begin can i tell you pun sure i, pr- I promise it. it'll it'll be good it'll be good ready okay <clears throat> go for it oh god okay so i picked up this book on gravity mm-hmm. and i just couldn't put it down <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay uh, thank I'll you take it. i'll take it round of applause i'm here every week <laughs> thank you so we decided to start with the blood and ash series because um it's really hyped up online and there's no real like in-depth talks on a lot of these books that come through booktube they're most uh, or book talk they're mostly like five stars four stars like brief reviews which is fine but i feel like one of the things that's missing is in-depth conversation on why those five stars or are those there. spice chilies are there <laughs> and i think part of it is because no one's really really going into it and um everybody has sort of like a different grading scale i guess and also you know i mean everyone's different everyone's different and we yeah, like put not, in our two cents right in. exactly not everyone's gonna have the exact same uh look into the books yeah and i feel like you and i are definitely gonna have very different views on the books yeah so i think sure. it'll be a really interesting way to analyze uh and react to what's going on so um this is where we're starting i think our next series is going to be we hunt the flame but our socials will probably we'll probably put it up to a vote later but yeah uh let's get started with chapters one through ten so we get like a crazy amount of info dump yeah. so much of an info dump that we don't even get the main character's name until, until like what was it page 12 no it was like page 20 Jesus, <laughs> which it was, I was so long i was like oh full disclosure a lot of these books like i said i read so much a lot of these books i've already read so i'm rereading and catching more things and Gotti is reading them for the first time yeah definitely you're picking up on a, on a lot more than i am just because i'm so used to like just the murder mystery side of things and much less the um how do you say fantasy side of things so there's all these like little things and details of like the city the world the people and i'm like eh. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's not really good at the whole context clues thing, at the foreshadowing thing. I'm not going to lie. I've let slip a few things where I'm like, oh, my God, that's totally foreshadowing. And she's like, wait, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, let's dive into it. We're just going to go through sort of some of the world building stuff and then uh, the characters and some major events that we're not going to go through absolutely everything, but some major events that we thought were important to talk about or yeah. that we had pretty big reactions to. Mm-hmm. So in this world, right, there's Macedonia, which is like the big city yeah and they've had this war the war of the king of the three kings the two kings the war of the two kings and uh it was between them and the the atlanteans i honestly was so confused when i was reading this the first time because i was like what everything just i was i'm not gonna lie for the first time for the first few chapters especially during chapter 10 yeah i was so lost so lost yeah i was so so lost and it didn't feel like some other books like um the orange and the priory where like the world building is integrated in like explained in such as a way that yeah yeah so like you're not as like question mark question mark question mark yeah like who are these people what are these things yeah what exactly. are these words but <laughs> once you get once you get past chapter 10 i feel like you're really nicely settled in and you're you have it, all the information that you yeah, need to you, understand how the world exactly, works. exactly exactly so things are a lot less confusing but basically I had no idea this was, like, about vampires. <laughs> like, nowhere, <laughs> anywhere do they ever, like, talk about that, like, online. That's what I kind of love about the fact that you're rereading and I'm reading because I picked up on it immediately. I was like, this is this is going to be about vampires and there's going to be wolves. <laughs> I it's going to be awesome. I was like, what are you talking about? I thought at first because they mentioned, like, the main character, her name's Poppy. Um, she has like a woven dagger with like bloodstone. It's like a woven handle, woven yeah. bone dagger. Mm-hmm. The handle's woven bone and the like blade is bloodstone. I thought, okay, so this is like shifters and werewolves. And then as things progress, you're like, oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to be honest. I still think there could be something about werewolves personally. I mean, maybe. Maybe we haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) So basically, there are these sort of three species. Three species? No. Yeah, because it's the the Craven, the Atlanteans, and the Ascended? And the humans. Okay, well then. Because the Ascended are considered a different species. Everybody's kind of divided up, but they're also like, there's humans, and then there's the atlanteans which everybody thinks there's like no none of them left and they're very like rare and they can blend in with like the humans Mm -hmm. Um, they have very particular like yeah there's very specific things about them like they only have two fangs they're the ones that can create the craven right yeah they tell you that they're the ones who make the craven and the atlanteans that have survived past the war are led by the dark one or prince castile and they have he has followers called the descendants dissenters 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 and they are like rising up or rebelling up against the ascended but the ascended are different because they don't come out in the sunlight because gods could never walk in the sunlight so like the ascended are seen as like closer to their gods it's very convoluted in like Mix, in the way it's mixed with like it's their very religion much and their like, beliefs if you looked at it as like high school it would be very much like i'm the jock and i'm better than you and you're just the pleb of the school you know yeah it's very very heavily religion based and that's how 
the government sort of manipulates the humans everybody. into like well, it's kind all of these everybody things. because even the ascended have their way of working because the government tells them how it works right well yeah but i mean we don't really get a lot of information about the ascended that's themselves true. and their lifestyle we yeah, just know we just know that they are they don't really come out at night they're very powerful poppy who's the main character she is the chosen one yeah she's like the chosen one and when she ascends they keep repeating this phrase in various um places during the 10 chapters that she's the a child of the gods or something and very important she's she's like the because of her um a ritual that's gonna happen like the ascension or whatever like everyone can continue to ascend well that's what they say but it's very cult-like where you're given information without and, full details right exactly they leave holes and gaps uh, yeah there's a lot of holes and gaps and a lot of like oh there's this ritual and every second son gets to a son and daughter gets to ascend yeah and um this hasn't happened in a while so there in a while so there's a lot of lords and ladies Which, and waiting and things like something this something that i differ hugely from poppy poppy questions everything as you should but me reading this book i was like yeah totally okay no questions asked let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like um hello gary like <laughs> <laughs> i just took it for what it was i was like yep this is the world there's no question about it there's no problems here <laughs> But you can see there's a there's a huge disparity between the ascended and like regular people like humans. So their firstborn children are fine. They like stay with them. But the second, second born children yeah. are given, given to the gods to to ascend. No, no, no. Oh, the third are given mm, yeah, to the gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second right. are, are given to ascend. So they become like lords and ladies in waiting because they're waiting to ascend. And then the third and fourth children are given to give service to the gods, but the parents never see them. Yeah. You never know what happens to the yeah, children you get, after like, no, they've been given to the gods. Yeah. You get like no details. You know that like the parents never see them again. There's no more communication between yeah. these Hella people. Hella sus, dude. Yeah. Which Hella is super sus. suspicious. And my super ass was like, yep. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. There's also, in the way that things work in the city that we're currently in, the Ascended are like closer to the Duke and Duchess's castle. And then the farther away you get from that is where the humans are. And there's also like, they don't get electricity. Yeah. They, don't, they get very, only like street lamps get electricity. Meanwhile, the ascended and the lords and ladies in waiting, their electricity is uh, yeah. Just they fine. don't they don't have to worry about that. There's a lot of hints about how the society is kept like in the dark because when you put people to like rely so heavily like that, where they don't really have a choice, which is something that they talk about in one of the conversations that the characters have. They talk about how their parents are farmers, so they oh, were going to yeah. be a farmer, so they either became a farmer or they became a guard, and those are really the only two options that they have. It's really just one or the other and hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. There's like no yeah. options. And honestly, neither option for at least that person was that great. Because yeah. being a guard basically means like you're either going to die tomorrow or you're going to die next week. Like, good luck. Yeah, yeah. So the Ascended tell everyone that the Craven are, that they're made by the Atlanteans and they're controlled by the Dark One as a way to still continue to fight back. 
And so the Kraven come in like mist for whatever reason. Mist is produced and they come out of the mist. Which is super creepy as Yeah, very fuck. creepy. Very <laughs> creepy. And people who get bitten by them Become end up becoming Kraven. A Kraven. But the society, instead of giving them like an honorable death or whatever. Yeah, like allowing them to die. Like, like getting rid goodbye. of them. Exactly. Like getting rid of them in an honorable way. It's always... Uh, they get public like public and humiliating. Yeah, very like 18th century, like gonna sh- like chop your head off type thing, you know? Yeah. Only way more gruesome. They describe that they get put in the Times Square and people laugh and jeer and all this stuff. So like even that, there's clearly this narrative that's getting fed into this society because that's just if any government where there's no trial, there's no honor, there's no justice, I think always has something to hide right exactly yeah so um our main character miss poppy she is a bamf but she's also really innocent and she's been very sheltered she's got these like feely powers she can she's very curious she likes to to like um step out of her comfort zone to learn more and she's also like really desperate to live before her ascension to make choices because she's been so sheltered that she doesn't she people can't talk to her she can't talk to anyone she has to wear a veil she can only wear with white no one can see her face which is so shitty god damn it's really it's really intense and just like really not it for (laughs) like if someone her age yeah she's like about to turn 18 or something so she's she's our main key player she is miss madame our main character and then she has a lot of trauma because her family were killed by cravens she doesn't really remember much about what happened but she does have scars from the cravens they go down her face and parts of her body like her arm and i think she said her leg also i think also something that's hugely to note about that is that a lot of people coming out of trauma like that don't react the way that she does. She reacts in the sense of um, she wants to learn to defend herself and to be able to move forward. A lot of people would just become terrified and never yeah. come out of that shell of like, this is terrifying and like, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, but I think I think that that's because like she's so controlled by others in the position that she's in that she that she she yearns for the ability to control something right to take back control and to never be left that vulnerable again and that's something that she could do because her primary guard mr victor taught her when she came uh to live with the duke and the duchess so after the attack with her family where her both her parents died but she and her brother ian survived they were sent to the queen the queen took care of her because her mom was like close friends with the queen And then for whatever reason, when she was like 13, they sent her to Duke and Duchess Tierman to live there until... And Duchess Tierman. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) So um, they sent her to live over there and Victor was her primary guard and he, getting to know her, was like, I'm going to give you the tools in order for you to be able to defend yourself and to be able to have that control. So he very, very much in secret 
teaches her how to defend herself. And over time, they create this like very father-daughter kind of bond. Yeah. Which is just adorable. It's super sweet. <laughs> I love so it. so cute. So he teaches her how to defend herself, but he also doesn't have a lot of say or control over like what, what goes down with her. He's just supposed to protect her. Right. He's very much, he knows his place and won't step in to stop anything. Yeah. So she also gets... Oh, actually, before we get to that, her brother Ian, apparently there was an exemption made because first children aren't supposed to ascend. But because of their circumstances, the queen made a quote unquote plea to the gods for an exemption so that he could ascend and be there for Poppy when she ascends. So eventually he ascended when he became of age. Um, and Poppy hasn't actually seen him since. She gets letters from him, but uh, we don't know a lot about what's Again, going on with him. Loki sus, you know? <laughs> also, yeah, 100%. Because if you're the maiden and you're the chosen one, like, wouldn't that mean that you get to, like, do things that other people don't get to do. Yeah. And it just seems like she de- she gets to do less than what a regular yeah. human gets yeah. to do. It's all very, very, very strange because how do you, how are you like the child of the gods? But then also, no one can see your face. You can't talk to anybody. Nobody can talk to you. Like, you can only have the choice of one color of wardrobe. You can, you only get, really, to, like, your guards are the only ones who can see your face. Yeah, it really just sounds like she's at this point a sacrifice. <laughs> We're just waiting yeah, for her to it, end. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really, really not it. Yeah. So she also gets, like, one person to be like her attendant and her name is tawny she's also a lady in waiting she's a second daughter who is also waiting for her ascension and she doesn't 100 percent trust her but she does sort of consider her a friend even though she's like i mean we're not really friends because you're kind of forced to be yeah. with me it's like you know how when you joke or at least i joke around with my best friend and i'm like hey your mom hasn't paid me for being your friend this week maybe like <laughs> give her a call but this is like legit and it kind of sucks like yeah, i can't even think about sad. like going through that like you don't have any friends and your one friend is genuinely hired to be with you yeah it is kind of sad but they do get up to like no good together and they have escapades and like sneak out together and have adventures together and and the brief moments where poppy actually gets to live her life and experience things they're usually with tawny Tawny. yeah Yeah. then we have duke tierman and duchess tierman they're her guardians now here's the thing he's a douche yeah (laughs) the duke is horrific oh also fair warning okay i forgot to mention this at the start um if you're triggered by like toxic sexual harassment or anything like that there's definitely some of that in these 10 chapters yeah we'll put proceed like a, with caution yeah we can put like if anything like a little mark of the time of where that starts so yeah. that person kind we'll, of we'll mention it before it. we start talking about it yeah so duke tierman he's like the worst he is for whatever reason because we don't really get a solid reason about it not a fan of poppies and likes to give her quote-unquote lessons and the lessons are torturous question mark you from these 10 chapters you kind of get the sense that these are some sort of physical abuse yeah though not of the sexual nature right because the maiden is also supposed to be pure and the entire yeah before she ascends so it's definitely not something sexual clearly he's uh, he's either hitting her or something yeah and the duchess 
while very insistent that to Poppy that she's like her friend. She has her crazy moments. Yeah, not her crazy moments, but she's clearly not. She's she's clearly an ascendant. So one of the things that, that Poppy says is that when she reaches her powers out to feel out the ascendant, she doesn't feel she anything. She doesn't feel anything. Yeah. And at this point also, she the kind of feelings that she can actually feel out are like painful ones, like someone being physically hurt or being sad or scared or yeah. like the emotion one, the ones the pain that's emotional is way more difficult to feel in the sense of like it's like ice i believe and then the ones that are physical are hot yeah that's the distinction that she makes for the type the different types of agony like physical painful agony and like ptsd sort of thing yeah Yeah, exactly duke tierman has uh, a best bud that i think not for you know not without some context clues I personally think I haven't seen this theory going around online, but he his best friend is Lord Mazine. And I get the vibes that they've got something going on together because romantic. Yeah, because here's the thing. When whenever he comes up or his actions come up there, the Duke makes exceptions only for him. Mm-hmm. only ever for him he gets away with a lot yeah he gets away with a lot he's 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 just mm, you know it's like the rules don't apply to him you know what i get i don't i don't really get the romantic vibes per se but i do definitely get like the frat vibes from them frat vibes yeah what, what frat do you mean? Vibe. like if you're okay not to say that every frat is like this or whatever but the typical frat guy if he has his frat boys, whatever you want to call them, they're they're very um, forgiving of each other and very close like that in the sense of like, let's say that you're in a place of power above another frat dude and you're close with that frat dude. He's going to get away with a lot more than the other guy, you know? Yeah. Or more there. You're going to get away with a lot more in a college or in a school if your dean was in the same frat that you were in. OK, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I see that. That's I what see I where see. you get like that. I'm going to talk about the sexual harassment that happened. So skip forward a few minutes. We'll make like a note. Like we'll say like out loud. Like, okay, we're yeah, done like talking, we're done about, talking it. about it. Okay, yeah. so so we're going to start talking about it now. So Lord <laughs> Mazine, one of the things that happens in these 10 chapters is that Lord Mazine corners Poppy. And he starts very much inappropriate, inappropriately touching her and saying some pretty horrific things but in that chapter when poppy's talking about him and during that conversation he kind of says like oh do you really think that he would believe you over me that he would ever even even if he did like if he would that he would ever punish me sort of thing yeah he would instead punish her yeah and that's where i think that sort of intimacy comes in in my opinion that's where I was like started clocking it where I was like mm, I yeah it I guess. feels like it's a little bit more intimate than just like best friends you know yeah. I also think that it's just if you're really close with someone you're gonna believe your close friend over this other person you know what I'm saying yeah but also like if my best friend if someone accused her of being a rapist I'm not going to be just like, let it slide. Yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. still there's still hard lines. 
Yeah, you know? I see that. Yeah, definitely. But that's again, again, the frat mentality. I feel like that's also where it comes in, where your frat boys would kind of defend you and cover shit up for you. You I know mean, what I'm those saying? Those are opinions. Again, like I said, not every frat is the same. I've never been in a frat. I don't have a penis. So like, I don't know. But this is just like the typical, like how the frat world has been get, like perceived, perceived to you. Exactly. Based off of our life experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not to say that every frat is like that. Please don't come for me (laughs) okay so we're done talking about this uh no more sexual harassment stuff everyone this is back to being a safe zone (laughs) yeah then there's our uh sexy guard our fabio (laughs) hawk 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 flynn is um so he's just a regular guard and uh oh hold on hold on before we go into hawk his name alone is the name of like two of my favorite like fictional characters. So Hawk from Yona of the Dawn, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's amazing. It's an it's anime. An anime, to be clear. And then Flynn, like Flynn Rider from Tangled. <laughs> the only in one love of my life. Like, let's be real. That smolder gets me every time. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's a guard in the city. He's new. He's been causing a big stir because he's ridiculously talented and attractive. Yeah, and attractive. No, but not only is he ridiculously talented, but he came with like glowing recommendations from the capital and like all this stuff, like blah, blah, blah. He's the best. He's number one. He's beautiful. And Poppy's <laughs> been watching him when he does his training outside. Very cute. So she's very, very much aware of who he is. Mm-hmm. And then we have Rylan. He's the we we threw Rylan in because he he was a fave for five seconds. He was <laughs> he was my number one for a full seven chapters, dude. Like I am so mad that 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 he's gone. Okay, he. Okay, yeah. Honestly, when I first read it, I was also kind of upset. I was like, how are you going to string me along with this guard and then kill him? <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you. It was the biggest heartache of my like, life, dude. It was dude. so quick. Like, it was And they so had to quick. paint such a beautiful picture, like, right yeah. beforehand. Like, so God basically, Rylan has this, like, routine with Poppy where she's allowed to have, like, an evening walk. So he has this routine that he takes her on the walk. And so they go on the walk. And they're in front of these like night blooming roses and you get this like scene set up where it's such serenity and calm and you're like, wow, oh my God, it's a beautiful moment. And you're kind of like, okay, is this a love interest? Yeah. And then he's just dead. (laughs) Yeah. And then he gets shot through the chest with an arrow and that that's it. You know? Yeah. The author really said, I'm going to just eat this character for you. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) But on the plus side. Hawk replaces him after much debate. Yes, which honestly, that entire chapter, I was like, how disrespectful to his funeral, but also I'm here for it. Hug me some more, Hawk, please. Yeah, those are all of the like primary characters that we get and we get introduced to, and they're the like key players so far, at least from what we can see in the first 10 chapters. So some kind of important stuff that happens. Miss Poppy is... An adventurous, sneaky, outy young woman, you know, kind of like when we would sneak out as kids. Oh, boy. Sort of thing (laughs) from the house, right? So she sneaks out of the castle. Right. Sorry, mom. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes to 
oh my god what was this place called the red pearl the red pearl she sneaks out to the red pearl and i was kind of hoping you would say the black pearl just so i could make fun of you i did that the other day and she's been she is not let it go i'm aware it's not called the black pearl (laughs) wrong franchise so um she sneaks out she goes to the red pearl and here at the red pearl she has her first kiss and guess what motherfucker gave her that first kiss baby it's motherfucking fabio beach coming to steal your girl oh shit (laughs) so hawk is the one that comes and well that comes she like she goes she so she's at the red pearl and victor comes and she's like fuck i'm not supposed to be here and some lady was just like like, yeah go upstairs and take the the room the first room on the left should be empty i got you honey (laughs) yeah like her being her bff jk she steps into the room and it is occupado by none other than hawk flynn Flynn. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a really sexy moment. It's very hot and spicy. Yeah, it's real (laughs) hot. And it's on the spice level. It's technically like one pepper. Like it's not, you know, it's not a full scene. There's a little bit of like yumminess. I would say like one and a half peppers. No. Well, fine. We'll give it the one and a half. There's something that happens down in this area, (laughs) you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. So, and by this area, I mean right below the neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's like a one and a half pepper. Sure. Why not? We'll say that. We'll say that. Um, that one pepper is a kiss. One and a half is kisses elsewhere. <laughs> I kind of love that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two two peppers would be kisses below the chest no no no. over over the clothes over the clothes yeah yeah yeah. so technically it would be like a two pepper scene okay yeah yeah two peppers two peppers okay two peppers so um somebody comes back and they call hawk's attention something's going on some shipment or something yeah and he's gotta go He's gotta go. Gotta and get out like, of there. he's like, you promised to be back. And she's like, sure, sugar boo. And then he <laughs> but he leaves. Yeah. And she's like, peace out, bitch. Yeah. Which I'm not stupid. Honestly, I saw coming from a mile away because, you know, we gotta have a, a Cinderella cookie. moment. Okay. She's a smart cookie. It would have been a Cinderella moment if she left, left something, something behind. But I she did so- not. I wish. She did not. Ugh, so, oh, and just to be clear, Miss Poppy's in disguise during this. She's wearing a mask, but not her veil. Yeah. And also the reason why she was afraid of Victor is because obviously Victor would recognize her even in disguise. Yeah, because, you know, he's Daddy Victor. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> um. So another major moment where we learn, I think, a lot about uh Poppy and the kind of person that she is, is and the kind of person that Victor is. And, and as that father figure, I think maybe the person that like instilled that sort of values in her maybe is that apparently there is this network of people that go around the city and anybody that's been bitten by a craven they can hang like a white cloth outside their door and somebody from this network will see it and they will come to help and give this person a dignified death is honorable. what they say honorable. yeah they do say they do say dignified yeah, i think yeah yeah somebody's hung this up and Victor has been notified and Poppy and Victor sneak out and Poppy takes 
that resp- responsibility upon herself right. to because she can absorb their feelings right i feel like kind of exchange it i i feel is kind of what it is like she pushes her happy feelings or happy thoughts into them and, and she, she takes, takes it kind of takes it yeah because she she says that she like gets a headache yeah so i feel like she takes that and so the person's pain is is lessened Relieved. yeah and she puts the dagger through them which i thought was interesting instead of instead of um victor doing it he was to be fair he was distracting like the wife or something but i thought it it really showed like her her backbone mm-hmm. you know her to, morals as well yeah her morals and like her her need to to not only be defiant against you know the the situation that she's in but to question to the law yeah to question the motives of the government that she's right living under which also just to just just you know uh, honorable mention that guy waited to the last second to be like hey there's another person just like me luckily they were dead yeah. already <laughs> but like goddamn dude like thank you for yeah, giving me anxiety like his last his like last breath is like by the way my partner also got bitten like what <laughs> the fuck bro <laughs> Thanks for the timing. (laughs) So another kind of big thing that happens is that there's a murder in the castle. This is where shit gets interesting. And my murder mystery, like, heart was excited. Yeah. So, um, spoiler alert, Gotti loves the murder mystery and she loves murder podcasts and like serial killer podcasts so this is when her interest was peaked to the (laughs) max and i was like it's really not that deep (laughs) (laughs) which is so sad because i was so ready for it i was like let's figure this shit out let's go whatever (laughs) so the woman that was that was basically murdered had those two puncture wounds her her clothing was askew. Is that how they said it? Yeah, they said askew. Hmm. Fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was not one drop of blood. Yeah, very clean death despite the despite the visuals. So Poppy at this point thinks it's an Atlantean. Uh, yeah, and she kind of confirms it when she's reading what they're like. Yeah, when she's like reading up on on information about Atlanteans. But the Duke and the Duchess are pushing this narrative of. The dissenters. Uh, the dissenters being the ones who snuck in and killed her and like, you know, that usual cover up bullshit. What's insane. And this is, again, where my murder mystery heart is like, dun, dun, like, yes, let's go. Is because they're like, an Atlantean is walking among us. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. That, that narrative is being pushed hard. Yeah. And it's so like, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I know that it's terrifying, but like I think it's pretty freaking cool because they they blend in with everyone. Yeah. So you really don't know who it's gonna be. Like, like who's your enemy? Exactly. Could it be Victor? Daddy Victor. <laughs> Daddy I, we Victor all know it's he... not gonna be Daddy Victor. But I mean <laughs> I mean, technically he wasn't there when it happened. That's true. So I've also never seen me and Batman in the same room. So <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> After that happens is when Riley and poppy go on their walk and rylan gets like slaughtered absolutely murdered and you know i love you author you're an incredibly talented person but also fuck you dude (laughs) i liked rylan (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i like rylan too i was like are you kidding me right now i know for a fact i texted my sister when when i read that part i was like you cried during this didn't you um i'm an emotional person the thing about uh, about me and my sister is that adi is emotional for fantasy 
and I'm emotional for real life. But yeah. the other way, like I, I disassociate with exactly. the real world. She disassociates with the real world. I'm reading fantasy. I'm like, eh, they're not real. <laughs> Fuck you. I I was really, I, I just, you know, the pain was real. Like I felt <laughs> Poppy's emotions. It's fine. Everyone needs an outlet, right? <laughs> yeah, shut up. Poppy kicks fucking ass. Her training with Victor kicks into gear and just she's like, one, two, fuck you to this guy. One, two, fuck you. That's amazing. (laughs) And she almost disembowels him like it is wild. She was a fucking queen. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. And then she covers up her tracks and is like, oh, no. I was attacked when the guards get right. there. She's like, I'm but, weak. Yeah. But the guy does ex- does escape because there's like a signal. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta go. I gotta Wesley. go, dude. <laughs> See you next time, babe. Bye. So he dips. And then we have Poppy's funeral, which apparently, which I thought was interesting because really great little things to like set up this world and what the standing is. And her characteristic. Yeah, to set up Poppy's characteristic, but also to set up this world and what the what the standards are and to really put in there how the government is just like not it. It's not it's not usual for somebody of what's considered the upper class, which are the lords and ladies and waitings and to the show up to right, show up to these for funerals the funeral. for guards because guards are basically there to just you know protect them apparently and yeah. give their life for them and then when you die not, fuck you yeah like, and then when you die fuck you bye yeah <laughs> exactly so she shows up to the funeral let's be real this funeral was just meant for hawk and poppy to meet again I mean, let's let's be real here the author was <laughs> like i'm gonna they, set it up but i'm gonna make it nice for you guys yeah but th- they have a moment without really having a moment because they don't even talk to each other Poppy doesn't even say anything. All we need is his presence. He is Fabio. Okay, <laughs> but they do have. It was really sweet. Victor has to go light the pyre for for Rylan, and Hawk is like, "I have her." Ah! <laughs> and Daddy like swoon. <laughs> you have no idea. I am such a simp for Vic for Victor. I mean Victor too. Ooh, I mean Daddy, Daddy Victor. Victor. <laughs> but like Hawk, oh, I am pr- I am CEO of the Sim Club. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's really the moment, and he's watching poppy but it's like she doesn't say anything to him so you know it ain't that deep in her head though she's freaking the fuck out just like i am like does he recognize me does he know that i was at the red pearl that i'm the person (laughs) he is oh my god if i talk or say anything i'm so screwed yeah but she's a smart girl you know she keeps it she keeps it real quiet and then now here's where we start to see who's gonna replace rylan victor let's slip that apparently he's um aware of her aware of her her escapades with tawny and he's always let it slide which i thought was amazing dad of the year uh, yeah, award for real. let her live he's like yeah she'll be fine everything's, everything's okay <laughs> yes let her have fun the the little meme with the dog and everything's on fire everything's fine <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> but he basically tells her with these attacks definitely no more and poppy's all panicking because she's like oh my god does this mean that he knew about the fucking red pearl jesus fucking christ no fucking way ah. but no he doesn't know he didn't know he 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 showed up to have a good time too <laughs> there's a council meeting that day which is basically like i was a little bit confused because it's they call it a, a city council meeting but 
to me, it seemed like it was more of a town hall kind of thing because people from the city were basically presenting their problems to the duke and duchess or like petitioning things or to see yeah to see if they can get anything resolved yeah it was more making requests of them to me it seemed like more of a town hall thing so the big thing that happens there is that you meet this family called the tulis family and they are making a plea to the duke and duchess asking them to please make a petition to the gods on their behalf to let them keep their child because the first child passed away the second child passed away and and now they're on their third third child and the wife can't have any more kids and they'd like to at least keep one of their kids which that seemed kind of convoluted to me i guess because technically not to say that your children aren't your children just because they pass away but it just seems like if they're not alive, the second one didn't get to ascend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So technically, this it's is your first count. living child that's going to actually be able to grow up. But I also get like, you know, if they're 20, you know, they die in an accident. I get. I get yeah. What- then they, they had some time with their kid and yeah. they lived for a bit. But this is children these kids died super young it's just not it so they petitioned this to the duke and duchess and they're not having it they're like no if we did this for you we'd have to do it for everybody else these are the rules which poppy while hearing this she's aware that an exception has been made for her and her brother yeah yeah and she's just not getting why no exceptions can be made and one of the things that she also like points out is and that she thinks is that there's nothing wrong with at least asking the least they could do is be like yeah we'll ask and if it's gonna be a no then it's a no and it was just a downright no and they were like how dare you think that we would do this for you and during this event the thing that's kind of important is that poppy notices somebody in the crowd who is giving off real angry vibes and she's never really felt Anger. anger from somebody yeah so she clocks that and she's like mm, that's weird i wonder if they're gonna do something but she also notices that in general in the room of this city council meeting there's a general feeling of discontent yeah with the duke and the duchess which is reasonable yeah and also you know hawk is in the back you know giving her the eyes and also looking pretty pissed yeah so that's the important thing you know the one person the anger the maybe this part she thinks maybe this person is a dissenter for a second she you know yeah she's clocking that person and then we get to the moment that we were waiting for which is poppy gets summoned by the duke and the duchess with victor and it's to fill in the spot of Of rylan as her guard here we go hawk baby and to no one's surprise hawk's in the room of course it's hawk because hawk is fabio (laughs) and he's in there with the captain of the royal guard uh i think they're captain jensen and it's very clear that the duke and the duchess are very much aware that this is a really strange move because he's 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 the new new. one he's new to the city he's new to their guard and usually they have older people who've been around longer but the the mentality yeah to be be promoted but they're I guess line for justifying it is well he's a stranger to the city so he and he's he's new he's a fresh pair of eyes yeah. he's young he won't let his guard down as he, easily yeah and he'll see things and weaknesses that we wouldn't see right like Rylan didn't see 
Yeah, unfortunately. And I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah, like it's a it's a valid point, but also the Duke is not. He's like, I don't really know why the fuck we're doing this, but we're doing it. And an interesting point is that whether it's on purpose or just because he's that disconnected, either one I think speaks a lot about his character. The Duke continues to call Rylan Ryan. Yeah. And like if it's because he is so disconnected from those below him as him being an ascendant uh, ascended and being ascended in a royal when position. I, <laughs> when I heard that the first time when he said Ryan, I was like, Poppy, you better just fucking like clock him in the <laughs> face, get it over with. Rylan was the best. <laughs> yeah, so whether it was because he was doing it on purpose to piss Poppy off and try and get a reaction out of her so that he can put in his lesson. Or if it was because of that disconnect of being an ascended who's also like royalty, I think it speaks a lot to his character and like his villainous, villainousness, villainousness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's a word. We'll go with it. It just says a lot and it's kind of gross and just ugh. Listen, it's our podcast, okay? We can make up our words. (laughs) Yeah, sure. We'll make up words. (laughs) Poppy clocks it and she's like, fuck this bro. Fuck this bro. But she doesn't say anything because if she talks out loud, Hawk is so totally 100% going to know that she's the girl from the Red Pearl. But I mean, she still suspects that he might know. Yeah, let's be real. Let's be real. They were in close proximity with or without a mask. I so I feel close. like I would so recognize close. at least this. It's probably the scent. Oh my god, it's totally the scent. That's what it is. And later on, he's gonna be a freaking wolf. Get me. Mark so that's my your predict. That's your that's your prediction. I he's really a wolf. think that he's a wolf. Because so I did forget to mention they they mentioned the wolven and they say that the wolven have been extinct for years, for hundreds of years. So mm-hmm. you think hawk is a hawk wolf. is a wolf. I definitely think Hawk is a wolf. Gotcha, gotcha. I feel you. I see it. Do you have any <laughs> other predictions? Other predict. Okay, okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. The Atlantean that's walking around. Yeah. Right. Is definitely is Victor. <laughs> well, he is. He's one of my one of my suspects. Oh, he's one of your suspects. He, yes, yes. Okay. But I also feel like Victor wouldn't just leave someone like that. Um, I do think that it could be, I thought for a second it could have been, not the Duke, his, his frat buddy. Lord Mazine, but he was yeah, in the but room he was with, with, with Poppy. So that crossed it off. The only other person I'm thinking is, you know, yeah, he's, he's my only like suspect right now, but it's only Victor. because, yeah, but only because we don't really know other people in like the the castle and like the grounds, you know, everyone else has been like kind of like an over the top person, like just kind of a character that we gloss over or a lady in waiting. And I don't think, I mean, unless, you know, it could be uh, a nice little queer couple that left her like that. Yeah. You know, 100%. so it could be one of the ladies Equal in opportunity. Maybe Britta. <laughs> you think it's Britta? <laughs> Maybe Britta. I hate her name. I'm always like Britta filter. Yes. Like, this not I it. thought the same exact thing. Um, But yeah, so I think those are my two predictions for that. I think 100% Hawk already knows who, who she is. 110%. I don't think there's a doubt in his mind. And I think it's the scent. And I think he's a wolf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... um. I also feel like at some point, 100% Tawny is going to betray her. 
You think so? I think so. I mean, yeah, she does kind of give the vibe sometimes. Poppy does express to her like her hesitancy towards the Ascension ritual. ritual and Tani's all, but why? Yeah. Like, it's the greatest thing that's ever going to happen to us. Like, but why? Yeah. So I definitely feel like if it She's puts... real pro-government. <laughs> yeah. That's... Okay. That's... I think I'm more like Tawny. Like... What do you mean? In real life. Because she doesn't question it. She's just kind of like, yeah. Right now, currently, 2021, you are pro-government and you have been pro-government no, for the no, past no, no, five no. years. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying in, in regards to this book. Okay. Because I take it as it is and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, cool. And I don't question it. <laughs> You're so dumb sometimes. So I feel like Tawny is definitely like that. Are you saying you don't question authority? I I really don't until like, honestly, wow. if it wasn't for you in my life, I would never question anything. I'm so glad that I like change my life because fuck <laughs> but also i also i like tend to take it a step too far sometimes because you know i get crazy with my conspiracy theories and oh stuff oh my god yeah so i mean sometimes i over question <laughs> like it's why like, is the sky blue is it really a reflection of the ocean or are you fucking with me <laughs> you <laughs> you need somebody who's gonna like bring you back to reality and be like yes question things but don't go that far. <laughs> yeah, honestly, my current boyfriend is like, I hate people who do conspiracies. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we're that's a good me. match. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you meant conspiracies in general or just about TV shows, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I do both. <laughs> I'm a part of it all. Um, I think that's the end of our podcast for today. Today's episode. Yeah, episode one. Holy oh, shit. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> You can find us on all social media platforms. All of them are going to be under Treat Your Shelf. And that's Treat, T-R-E-A-T, your as in you are, like umbrella, rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then pod, like just P-O-D. And then that's it. You'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. We are going to be posting uh, transcripts of the pods eventually. Uh, I think eventually we'll maybe do Spanish translations. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, because we are two Latinas. Yes. Um, we've got that special blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, I think when we finish reading this book, we'll put up like a Spotify, a Spotify playlist, playlist yeah. to go with this and we'll do like a little article or something Which, explaining like why each song or whatever. Also just to finish up our social medias we're also on Twitter and TikTok. Yes. We've got all of the things. All, all the, the things. So make sure to follow us and don't forget to treat your shelf. Treat your shelf. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>